Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Holtcast. Cole Pedham here as always, and we're back to review Liverpool 2, Aston Villa 1. Um, yeah, it feels like kind of Villa of old last season, just giving things away at the last minute. I mean, if you're going to look at the spectrum of things, Spurs were struggling, they come, they beat us. Now they're kind of doing so-so, uh, well, maybe not after today, arguably, but anyways. And then Liverpool, of course, had, what, six on the bounce at home, losing we had that streak as well. So we're a very generous football club and at least we'll give some kind of uh, charitable recognition in that sense. But anyways, it's not just me. As always, we do have Simon O'Regan and Danny Raza here as well. Simon, I'll come to you first. How you doing? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Um, obviously, just disappointed after yesterday. I had we recorded this straight after the game, I think I'd have been a lot angrier than I, than I am now because, you know, just the initial frustration when you lose a game, especially that late. But uh, so I'm a bit calmer, but I'm still, yeah, just, just really disappointed with that game yesterday. Fair enough. I mean, I got a specially ordered uh, breakfast Putin from the, uh, the, uh, restaurant down the street for me i couldn't even think of the word restaurant but anyways um so i was very comatose but still angry so i'm kind of glad we didn't record after because i don't know how i'd be able to breathe after eating that thing it's it's massive i can't even describe it and i still have half of it so that's my breakfast for tomorrow i'm sure everybody really wanted to know about that but anyways uh, danny how's it going <laughs> yeah i'm okay man i'm tired i haven't slept a lot this week i've watched a lot of wrestling then then i had to watch the villa match um, and it's becoming a bit of a chore, man. Like watching Villa play is a bit of a chore sometimes. Um, it was it was like that yesterday. It's stressful, man. Just tense, just tense throughout the entire game. You're just wondering what, what point, what point in this match are we going to screw things up? Um, I, I had a period of time where I was just tweeting things, and then like um, I saw that <laughs> as, soon, <laughs> as soon as I tweet something, the opposite thing would happen. So I, I tried. Um, I tried tweeting some negativity in the second half and unfortunately it didn't didn't play out that way. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it goes for you and other times it doesn't, of course. And I mean, th- the best thing of all too is Danny right now actually kind of looks like he just got out of bed too or has been in a little bit of a mess. So uh, he can't hear this right now because he just took his headphones off. So I'm sure he'll enjoy it if he ever decides to listen back to it. But anyways, guys, let's start with uh, Jack Grealish, why don't we? Because of course, we're going to beat that dead horse until, uh, until kingdom come, I guess, at this point. But of course, it was announced, uh, I think, what, Wednesday or Thursday that will be out for another two to three weeks I mean I, at this point I feel like he's just never gonna play for us again <laughs> it's just the the kind of continuing nightmare that I'm just so used to that it's almost a whatever moment but Daniel come right back to you H- how do you feel about this I mean is, at this point is it even a surprise I mean it's what it is I mean I, I don't subscribe to conspiracy theories on this like, everybody seems to have their say on Greenish can we just it's an injury He's injured. Like, what, 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 what do you want? What do you want the club to do? Like, wheel him out there with like on one leg? Like, what's, what's going on? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. For me personally, um, once he's back, 
would be great. But um, at the moment, the way our season's going, uh, I don't even know if Jack Grealish could really change things. Uh, it's bad that he's not here and it's probably made things a little bit worse. But uh, we're just going to have to wait until the summer, really, aren't we? I don't think he's played his last game for us. I'm no. not going to be negative about it. I'm not going to... What I don't understand why there's people out there thinking the club's hiding something. Because they've... Because <laughs> the fact of the matter is they've been in contact about it, right? They've, 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 they've said it in every press conference. Dean Smith said he's out for a couple more weeks. He's got an injury. What, you know, what, what more do people want? Well, that's like that's kind of like following under if you like conspiracy theories. I know Danny just said he doesn't kind of subscribe to them, but that's like when I hear people jokingly say the queen's actually a lizard. So um, <laughs> I don't know. It it doesn't really make sense, but you know what I mean. It's just I, I saw something crazy as well. Um, I think there was a picture Grealish put out himself, and there was like kind of like a. I don't know, some kind of medical device on his thigh. It looked like he was at a gym and just kind of doing some like post-workout kind of like therapy stuff. And you just see people going, oh my God, it's not his shin. It's not this, it's his thigh. What's wrong with his thigh now? And it's just like, he's going to come back when he comes back. I mean, like at this point, I almost want to say who cares, but Simon, how do you you feel and how are you thinking? What do you want to do about all this? I don't even know what to say at this point. Well, I think Danny Danny just summed it up like perfectly. He, He's injured, so there's not an awful lot anyone can really do. Yes, it's frustrating. Yes, we all want to see him back because he's a fantastic footballer who who makes us a much better team. But he's not available at the moment, so I, I don't I don't really understand. I, I understand fans' frustrations at him not being there, but you've just got to get on with it. I mean, the the whole conspiracy theories that you see online. I mean, that's that's just. It's just social media for you, isn't it? Just, you know, one person puts something out there and idiots pick up on it. I mean, the fact is, you know, the week before the Fulham game, he trained all week. There were pictures and videos of him training all week. And he just, he had a setback. These things happen. Um, I also agree that I don't think he's he's played his last game for Villa at, at all. And if anything, it, in, a, in a weird way, I think what's probably gone on the last few weeks with him not being there it may sort of force the club's hand a little bit in the summer to think, do you know what? We really do actually need to push the boat out. And, you know, if we've got to go and spend that little bit more money on that little bit more quality, because when he's out, there's such a drop-off in quality. And if you want to keep progressing, you know, it, it's it's not nice at the moment, but it may turn out to be like one of those weird blessings in disguise that we actually really address it in the summer and get better players in. Yeah, I mean, it's so weird with what I think eight games to go. We're just kind of already. It's so nice to be honest to be like, yeah, you know what? Next season, we know what's going on here. We we can build and go from there. I I don't think it's ever been that nice since I've supported the club. So I'm very happy with that to be honest. Of course, start doing it after the glory days, and it's suffered since. But hopefully, we're on the way up. But uh, guys, let's just get on to the Liverpool kind of chat here. I mean. I don't really want to go over it too, too much because, I mean, you can listen to a number of different podcasts and they're going to kind of go on their own way with it. And you're going to maybe hear the same thing if you already listen to some of those that are probably already out there. But, I mean, to be honest, Danny, it, did we really even deserve anything out of that? I mean, I can think of so many instances where we either gave the ball huh. away, punished ourselves, or did X, Y, and Z. And you know what? I mean, even if we would have gotten a point out of it, you'd probably say we were lucky. No. Nah. It's 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 terrible. It's terrible. It's like it's. I mean, no, it's not. Um, at the end of the day, look, they're not trying to make mistakes, but it's almost like they were crying out to make mistakes all game. Like if 
it's it's one of those where there was about three goals which which could have been scored by us passing them through, and it just makes you as a fan sit there kind of thinking, what why am I watching? What's what's the point? What's the point of me putting time into this? Um, obviously, they're playing at they're professionals playing at a really high level, and when you get pressed, um, you're prone to errors, right? But it always seems to be that we're the ones that are being pressed. That probably means that we need to move the ball a little bit quicker. That probably means that players need to make themselves available a little bit, a little bit quicker. It probably means that, you know, you've got to be switched on when the ball comes to you and you're the last man in defence. I mean, people can talk about Mings, but it wasn't just him. I mean, Mings is a repeat offender when it comes to it. But Nakamba did it. Um, and and, and I'm, I've been heaping up praise on Nakamba. I think, um, was it Bertrand with the crossfield pass, pass at one point? Um, yeah, no, I I just, uh, I find it frustrating. I really do. Because at the end of the day, one of those can get, you know, preyed upon. And that's it. It's game over. You've undone all your hard work. And that's where the likes of Jack Grealish and the likes of Ollie Watkins are here as players of the club. Um, for, for them, right, that kind of thing keeps on happening. You know, it, it kind of kills your motivation, doesn't it? Yeah, because your midfielders and your defenders—that they're—they're they're there to have composure. They—they've got to be able to control uh, the game in, in so many aspects, and that's not controlling the game. No, Simon, what was worse, uh, Mings's blunder or Traore's blunder? <laughs> I don't really know what to pick. Pass <laughs> of a coin, isn't it? I mean, they—they they were both pretty horrendous. I—I—I um, I, I thought we were really awful. It, it, I thought in the second half we did improve a little bit once they equalised. I think we tried to have a go a bit more, but I thought the first half especially, I thought we were really, really poor. And what's so frustrating is not only this game, but against Tottenham as well. Tottenham were there for the taking, and I thought Liverpool were there for the taking. They weren't much better. They had a lot of the ball, but did they really carve us open and create loads of chances? Like... They had a number of shots, but a lot of them were from outside the box. You know, they weren't, apart from the two goals, like, and even then, but, you know, they were great saves that, that then ended up being put away. So I don't think Liverpool were, were any great shakes even. It's, I, I know it sounds a stupid thing to say, but just like the Tottenham game, I think that was a game that had Grealish been fit and been playing. I think we'd have probably gone on and taken something from it because, as I said, I don't think Liverpool were particularly good themselves, but we were just even worse and made it easier for them by, like you say, just kept giving the ball away. That first half, every single pass that went into their half, it just bounced off our players. None of them seemed to be able to control it and like really basic things as well. It was it was so frustrating. I mean, how how we went in half-time winning, I will never know. But um, we, I don't think we deserved anything. But to get to 90 minutes... And then go and lose it. That is that is just so frustrating. You know, it makes me wonder as well, like how we practice in terms of moving the ball forward. I really, I really do wonder because is it is it because in training no one presses you? Because it seems like the moment anybody puts any pressure on on Villa when they're in you know the opposition's half, they're like, oh no, where do I move the ball to? Where's it going? Because everybody seems kind of far apart. Whereas, and I, I know we're not Man City, but you know, you watch a you watch a Man City side, right? For example, and this is why they're so good, 
You know, you're if if De Bruyne has got the ball or if one of the midfielders, Gundogan, has the ball, immediately there's options around them. You know, plenty of options, and they know that they can move it somewhere. Whereas it almost seems that it gets to Triore on the right, it gets stuck there, and the only option is wait for Matty Cash to like do an overlap or yeah, I don't know, put it pour it into a midfielder who's already being marked and pressed off the ball. Yeah, I thought. I, I thought what was really noticeable yesterday is the there was such a big gap between sort of Louise and the Camber who were very deep, and then like McGinn who was playing further up, but, but it was too big a gap. Like you, when uh, there was a few times in in the first half when uh, the centre backs played it into even the Campbell Louise, and they turned and there's there's no Villa player in front of them like within. 20 yards of them, let alone sort of 10, 15. Yeah, yeah. So the only option is then to pop it back to the defender or just lump it long for someone to chase. Like it, it was just a really disjointed performance from that midfield. Well, not from the whole team, but I thought the midfield especially just didn't look right to me. Yeah, I feel like we just force it sometimes. And I mean, that was so evident last season. And I think that was a lot of the issue. And I remember me and Danny having so many conversations last season with how slow it is moving the ball forward. We're getting better with kind of the pace of it, but it's just kind of that, I will not even say the final ball. It's kind of even the ball before the final ball. It's, I don't know. Things have to be worked out. And I guess at some point we can also be thankful that it's not Steve Bruce in charge and we're not just kind of throwing the ball onto a training field and say, guys, have at it. Here's our training session today, as apparently rumored. So, I mean, hopefully there's more tactics going into it than that. But let's let's talk about kind of uh, the goal that did happen and the goal that didn't happen now. Of course, Ollie Watkins scores on the 43rd minute, assisted by John McGinn. To be honest, I just didn't see that coming. We didn't deserve it. It was neatly kind of tucked into him as a forward. And the fact that Allison didn't save it, to be honest, I was a little surprised since it was basically right at him. But so is Allison's season, especially, I should say, this season in particular. But, I mean, of course, we go into that moment and then I, I don't even know. I kind of actually feel bad for Liverpool and I shouldn't. But anyways, is the uh, current way and state of the game with technology and VAR and all that good stuff. Uh, apparently it was offside for Mino's goal gets waved off. Um, I thought cash made have got a touch on it. Apparently he didn't. I thought even if you kind of have the intent, maybe that kind of plays it on, but it didn't. And I mean, I honestly, I don't really know how to describe it. It's just kind of a, one of those cluster, you know, what moments and uh, very strange, Danny, I'll, I'll come to you. Like, I mean, thoughts on the goal and thoughts on the goal that wasn't for Liverpool. I mean, it's, it's an odd one, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, the goal was actually sort of, it was the right sort of play, um, you know, and more of something that we don't get a lot of, you know, the sort of playing it into Ollie Watkins. McGinn obviously had it, created himself a little bit of space, played it direct to the forward, to his feet, you know, gave him the opportunity to kind of, you know, go turn the defender essentially and, and get him behind. And, you know, Ollie Watkins, once he's through on goal, you know, you kind of expect him to, to tuck it in. So it was good to see. Uh, it was completely against the run of play. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it made me it made me feel a bit more positive about the game. But unfortunately, you know, Liverpool had so much possession and it just felt like one of those goals that came, you know, it came as a grab, basically. You know, we grabbed it. It was, it was I don't want to say luck, but it came completely against the run of play. As for the offside, right, Oh, the, the the goal that Liverpool didn't get right. Um, immediately, my thought was goal. 
I saw the VAR replay, I still thought goal. Um, and there's two issues. So the first thing was Matty Cash, whether he'd played the forward uh, on side by basically getting a touch to it, deliberately playing the ball. I think it was a judge that the ball completely missed Matty Cash. So that's fair enough. But I think the forward's shoulder was slightly ahead of the line. So by the current rule, it's offside. Me as a football fan watching that, nah, you can't be giving that off. There's no advantage there. No. And I think I think there's going to be discussions about it in the summer. But I just think when it's that subjective. Now, I mean, I was surprised that they didn't even send the referee to the screen, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I was pretty annoyed that we kind of conceded that. And then the fact that it came by or came back, I'm thinking I was honestly like crying of laughter. It's just I mean, it's nice to see something go for us, but it's just funny. Like at this point, I it just it's so odd. And the fact that the commentary team that I was listening to brought it back and they're trying to see if cash touched it and they're just like kind of back and forth replaying it and seeing if the ball spun enough to see if he actually touched it. I mean, like these are the things that we now discuss and maybe this is just kind of the thing we have to get used to now, but Simon, I'll kind of point it to you now. What are your thoughts on it all? Uh, Yeah. Like uh, Danny said there in, in terms of the current rules, the way they are, I suppose it is offside, but, I mean, for, for me, not at all. Like, growing up, watching football, playing football, I, I was always of the belief, like, you're the striker. You play on that last shoulder of the defender. So, you know, if, if any... For me, I, I've always said that if any part of you is level with that last defender, then you're onside. doesn't matter if, it, if you're leaning forward and it's your back toe is level. If any part of you is level, for me, I think you should be on. Um but it's, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? I, I, I'll be amazed if there's not a, some sort of change to that law this summer because it's just like you kind of. I, I didn't feel bad for them because you know Watkins has had two goals at least this season, done for the same thing. So I suppose if you were trying to give any put any sort of positive spin on the way it's being used, is that it is being consistent for every team you know, every team has had a stupid thing like that disallowed but it's just for it's just not right for me it's, it's just not in the spirit of the game there's there's no way that you can say that Jota's gained an advantage from the position he's in I mean well the fact is he hasn't because Matty Cash should have cleared the ball anyway so you know, it's, it's not like he, he gained an advantage to get to the ball ahead to Cash. Cash was still in a position that he should have dealt with it. Luckily for us, he didn't touch it because the goal then got disallowed. But it's just, it's a farce. I think, I I, I don't know anyone, like any one of my mates uh, who watch football, I don't know a single person who who would be in favour of, of VAR keeping it in the way that it's been used at the moment. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I feel like it's there to stay, but there's no like, there's no way they can keep it as as it is. I think some things need to change. Hopefully, it will. I mean, you've seen other sports, other kind of technologies and goal line technologies, and on and on have been added and improved over the years. And to some extent, people just accept it now. But hopefully, we're just kind of in the early stages of uh, what eventually turns out to be something useful and doesn't drive everyone mad. But let's be honest, if it goes against you, it's gonna drive you mad no matter how ridiculous it is anyways or non-ridiculous or not ridiculous I should say but anyways to kind of wrap up the second half I mean I don't really want to go in too much to their goals of course Salah and 
Trent Alexander-Arnold scores in the last few minutes after what I have to say is one of the best saves I've seen from Emmy Martinez. I mean, the man is a cat, a giant cat, I should say. Um, unreal. But anyways, kind of with that being said, the one thing I did want to talk about, and um, I don't want to bring up too many of them in the three-word reviews because this man just got absolutely pelted in those. Um, so I'll try to maybe read out one or two of those after we talk about this, but that's Ross Barkley. Of course, he came on for the last 25 minutes or so and change. And I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen a Villa player so out of form or so low in confidence. And it's, it's really evident to see guys. I mean, I'll bring up the, the perfect example in a moment, or maybe actually the two that I can think of, but I mean, it's kind of sad at the same time because he was in such good form pre-injury and once again, an injury has just derailed another season for him. And I think that's just really the story of his career, to be honest. It's really unfortunate because I think there's such a player there, but he's been so held back by, well, I mean, there's been off the field things that he's been kind of rumored about too anyways, but just so many different things coming together and it hasn't worked for him. But to get to those examples, the first one I think we all can think about right now is the one where he has a defender about eight to 10 feet behind him. Could have probably turned it around and just act, probably scored most likely, but he decided to head it and basically clear Liverpool's own lines for him. Um, I mean, I guess if you're a, a Liverpool local, I guess, I, I don't know. I, I know you'd hate Liverpool being an ex-Everton player, but I mean, maybe he just loves the city. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe he saw something in the sky, distracted him. I don't know. The next one you go on to was his one probably solid attempt that you thought maybe he could have had a shot on goal kind of weaves in and out, takes too long. And then I don't know who collided with who, but I think he collided with either Watkins or Traore. Um, and that kind of opportunity went awry too. But Simon, I'll come right back to you. I mean, what do you make of the man at this point? I mean, I know he does, like, there's no way we're signing him. That's the first thing. I, I cannot see it. No one's going to pay that much, especially. But what are your thoughts on him? I, I'm really, I, I don't I don't know what to say without, because I don't want to absolutely lay into the guy, but I just, I don't, I, I don't understand why he was brought on. Like, what confused, I was really confused because in the first half when Louise looked like he was going to come off and it was Ramsey who was going to come on. So I, then I don't understand why in the second half, Barkley then suddenly jumped to the head of the queue to come on. I mean, and those, those two, uh, moments you mentioned there the the one way he headed it clear I, I honestly I, I couldn't believe what I was watching but then that one right at the end just take a shot even if that gets leathered into the stand they don't win the ball back and run down the other end of the pitch and score 10 seconds I, I think it came from them getting the ball back uh, at that moment is where the goal came from so I just I think his confidence is completely shot I don't know if I don't think that you can just say it's just the injury that's derailed it. This got, I don't think that there's the mentality on the attitude is right with him. And the perfect example look at Jesse Lingard at the moment. He spent the last couple of years, you know, being absolutely vilified and taking the piss out of non stop, not playing for Man U. He's gone to West Ham and he's still got that hunger and desire to be like, Do you know what? I'm going to show everyone actually I'm a really good player. Barkley, first five, six, seven games, he was, you know, he looked the part, got the injured. Now, yeah, injuries can, uh, you know, can uh, be a tough thing to come back from. But 
there's been enough time for that not to be a valid excuse for him anymore. And I think we're at the stage now, like you say, there's no way we're going to sign him. So for me, I, to be honest, I personally wouldn't bother playing him for the rest of the season because he's not going to be there next year. The season's, it's, you know, I think any sort of European ambitions we may have had, you know, it's going to take something very special now. So I personally think you'd be better off had that space on the bench could be reserved for, you know, a Louis Barry or Chuck Michael, you know, one of the, the lads in the reserves, just give them that experience at the end of the season, maybe chuck them on for a game or two. I just, I don't see what we're going to gain now from playing Barkley again this season because he's not performing and he's not going to be there next year. So I don't see what the point would be. Yeah. Danny, I'm going to spin it kind of differently for you and hopefully, um, you can make the best of this. Hopefully that makes sense. But I mean, Simon does make sense with Barkley. I, I can't see him being past this season. I, and by the way, if Jesse Lingard it wants to stay on that form and doesn't want to be at West Ham next year, uh, join up. Uh, I, I'll, I'll take those cringy little dances he does in celebrations too. Um, if he produces that for us as well. But Danny, what, where do you kind of lie with this in terms of, playing youth because a lot of people and I, I, I particularly remember this in our relegation season um, where a lot of people are just say play the kids where do you lie with that because for me I mean it, it doesn't hurt to give them maybe five to ten minutes here and there but at the same time you don't really want to r- risk something that could potentially kind of scar them you know what I mean I mean they have to come through eventually right yeah I don't know. Uh, like but I suppose I suppose people would probably be looking at looking at the Barkley thing yesterday and thinking, or oh, maybe it should have been Ramsey. For me, like you know, part of it, it's not just the youth, right? It's like giving players chances that haven't been given chances. People like Keenan Davis, like why is he on the bench for the entirety of that game? It's ridiculous. It's it's actually getting beyond a joke now. Um, how that guy just doesn't get a doesn't get a chance, um, especially after the performance he put in. But Barkley, with me, I I said I, I think this is a game for Barkley. I thought he played well against Liverpool. Send him out there. Let's see if he can run right again. But time and time again, when I think it's time to bring Ross Barkley back in the team, it just lets me down. So I think to an extent, we're, we're, we're doing a good job in terms of letting Ramsey out there, um, letting him uh, pick up some of the spaces in the team that, say, Barkley doesn't get these days. Seems like Ramsey's ahead of him in the pecking order anyway. Um, so, you know, stuff like, you know, Louis Barry, for example. If 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 Dean Smith's so adamant of not wanting to use Keenan Davis, maybe we could have put Louis Barry on the bench. I don't know if he's injured or or anything like that. I'm not going to lie; I've not been following. So, uh, but you know, he scored against Liverpool last time out. Why not throw him throw him on the bench? And if 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 we're I don't know if it's one one in the last ten minutes and uh, we can't find a way through, maybe the, you know a young inspired guy who, who who ruined Liverpool last time out might be able to do something but uh, yeah I, I think at this point in the season the way that we're going there's players out there who aren't putting in performances I would like to have the young players out there unfortunately for me the big issue is we're not playing well as a unit and so the risk that you have is if the young players come in they end up playing with the same kind of nonchalancy of kind of uh, losing the ball, playing it through to the opposition, and all that kind of stuff. You you, you risk them just betting into that uh, when 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 really what Dean Smith needs at the moment is he needs another sort of um, full on system change like he did last year um, when the COVID break happened. 
Yeah, and I, I think one thing too is I, I think when I'm when I said earlier, I mean it in the aspect of just maybe not scarring them. I think that's the wrong kind of way to put it, but I agree with putting them in the setup to kind of get them used to being in first team, like big all pro football kind of thing like that. I think that's a good thing. I just, I don't know how much you want them sitting on the bench too, I guess when they could be playing. Cause sometimes that can take away from under 21 games and all that kind of stuff. Cause typically they're the day before, but the, the one thing that I should, I should mention, cause I completely forgot about it till now is of course we don't know um, how severe really the Trezeguet thing is. Nothing's been confirmed to just kind of get well soon stuff. And it's being reported. That I think it's an ACL tear, which I mean, I don't know. I like how the sound m- of that. Yeah. Well, if it's yeah. another one like that, I honestly, like, I feel bad for him one. Cause we won't see him for ages. Um, he's a confidence player. We all know that. So it's going to be a tough one for him. And I mean, for the club wise too, I don't really know where his future kind of relies kind of lies beyond this season with Villa anyway. So if they were looking to say, get rid of him, I'm not saying they are, I guess that maybe throws it kind of in the bucket as well of, well, it might be another season with a player that particularly might be even further down the pecking order by the time it gets back as well, but we'll have to wait and see, but let's get over to the three word reviews. Of course, of course, I, I don't know why I said that twice, but anyways, you know what I mean? Uh, we go on Twitter, of course, at 7,500 to Holt. Uh, you can tweet us there. And after every match, we ask for your post match thoughts in a three word summary. So I'll just go over uh, some of the ones that aren't uh, cussing out Ross Barkley too much. Cause there are a few nasty ones. Uh, some of them are a little humorous in terms of light humor, but uh, maybe I'll find those if I can scroll down quick enough. But anyways, we'll start with uh, Ernie Barnhurst saying lacking class. Gary Harlett say or Howlett, sorry, sorry, Gary, saying season over, please. He also says take 12th now. Uh, Sue Mason Burns saying, why not Keenan? Yes, I would love to see big Keenan back in there. I just want to see him score a goal, to be honest. I feel like it's been way too long. Uh, Zwitter saying two forwards, please. Ash Skinner, Liverpool were clinical. Uh, John Chambers, no game plan. Uh, Luke says too many injuries. Brad Wolf says wrecked my Saturday. Hopefully you're having a better Sunday. And at the time of record, or I guess you'll hear this on Monday as well. Uh, the 7,500 zone, Jake Fenical saying all for nothing. And then the final two will go with uh, Billy says last minute pain. And we'll leave it with uh, Savo's bandana saying it's happened again. Um, I guess that kind of summarizes that 90 minutes or so that we saw. But anyways, before we move over to the game, I want to get your guys uh, man of the match awards, if you even have one. So Danny, I'll come back to you. Who would you give it to? I'm going to give it to Ollie Watkins. I don't think he put a foot wrong to be fair to him. He had a, he had a chance. <laughs> he buried it. So fair play to him. Um, I don't know who else I can really give it to again. I don't think it was a great performance all round. So yeah, probably. I think I think Dougie Louise had a good game. I thought I thought he really did control midfield, and um, he really kind of he could have gone off early in the game, and he, he wanted to fight, didn't he? He wanted to fight through it. So fair play to him. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's going to be Ollie Watkins for me. Fair enough, Simon. How about you? Yeah, I'll agree, Watkins. Um, I thought I thought Target did you know reasonably well again. I mean, he's been great all season. I, I thought in the main he, he kept Salah. Pretty quiet. I mean, obviously, I know Salah got the goal, but that was nothing, you know, that was nothing to do with Target. But I thought for the majority of the game, Target sort of kept him under control. But 
Yeah, I'll go, I'll go for Watkins just purely for the goal. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with Watkins as well. I would have gave it to Trez, to be honest, if he would have scored that. I feel so bad. I mean, to to hit the post and it come literally all the way across the line and bounce back out. To be fair, though, it would have been even better if he scored his own rebound. Um, that would have been absolute class. I was really hoping he would have headed that back in. But, I mean, that's a crazy angle to even get something on. So fair play for him for trying to make up for that and uh, hopefully get well soon. Uh, but guys, we'll we'll take a quick break and then uh, we'll be back for the game. So uh, talk to you in a moment. And we're back and we're going to finish it off with everybody's favorite game. It's the Who Am I Aston Villa version. Of course, this week it's going to be handed over to our good man here, Danny Raza. He's very nervous. He hopes we don't get in the first go. Um, he's trembling with fear as I stand here or sit here, I should say, and look at him. Um, he's not actually, but anyways, Danny, I'll hand it over to you and I'll stop rambling. Right. Okay. So I'm not going to lie. I've not done this one yet. So if, 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 if this isn't enough information for a clue, let me know. But <laughs> let's go. Right. All right. So I was born in Saint Pierre Reunion at the eight in. Where's that? Where's that? Where's <laughs> that? Wait. Reunion, as in. The overseas French territory. We could have just said France. <laughs> in, in what year? Sorry. In uh, so in 1975, 16th of August. So he four, oh. 46 now, maybe 45, 46. Yeah, we'd have them at 45. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> I generally have no clue. <laughs> Ooh, uh, Jesus. Yeah, I'm going to pass. I have no clue. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not even going to have a go. Yes. Is it uh, Simon Dawkins? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's not Simon Dawkins. <laughs> the only it's a French, the French aspects. So the only one I can think of go Mathieu Bersan. No, no, no. Um, I like your thinking though. Nice. Okay. Next clue. All right. So. I was scout. I was picked out by a scout in La Réunion and in La Réunion, my homeland, by a scout uh, from Montpellier, who I then played for from 1992 to 1999 before uh, joining Wraith Rovers. Oh Christ! What? That's a really <sighs> weird move. What year did he oh. join Wraith Rovers? 99. He's French. Someone's going to be thinking we're absolute idiots. I don't know why, but I have no clue. The things I don't think we've had, we've hardly had any French players that I can think of over the years. Oh, no, no, it's not him. Obviously, it's not him. Um, Did John McCoon fake his passport? And he's actually older than he was. Um, no. <laughs> Danny's like, what the hell? <laughs> I, no, I, I, I literally can't even think of... Of anyone to have a guess at here, so Let's I'm, I'm happy to move on. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. So after Wraith Rovers, I moved over to Celtic, uh, for whom I'm most known for my playing career. I think I've got 2000 it. To 2006. I think I think I've got it. Go ahead. Before I'm moving to the last Didier Gaff. It's Didier Gaff. Oh. I didn't I would, even think about I'd it. I'd never have got that before the Celtic one. Not in a million years that I thought of that. <laughs> if I'm one, correct man. as well, um, if I'm correct as well, I think he is the current manager of Durham City 
as of 2020, according to his Wikipedia page. How I can't say that I've clarified that. Does he have a gaff? No, yeah. he's not anymore. He's not anymore. To be know. fair, in 2006, I was like, how old was I? Like 10, 12? I don't even know. I was somewhere around that range. So like, there's no coverage over here, okay, guys? I didn't pay attention. <laughs> Leave me alone. I quite, I quite liked Didier Gaff, right? I, but, you know, at, at the time, it was it was one of those ones where we had an attacking fullback, and that was cool. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We were hit I before he, it was cool. I, I, always, I liked him at Celtic, because that Celtic team at that time, like it, they weren't just a good team in Scotland. They were like a good team full stop, and he was a really good player, but I think he was probably just a bit too old by the time he came to Villa. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Probably about 33, 32. Yeah, probably. So, but yeah. he was really good at Celtic, yeah. Fair play. Cole was never going to get that one, unfortunately. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do you guys want a second one? Let's do it. Yeah, go on. Right. Okay. So I was born in, it's, it's a little bit closer to home. I was born in Solihull. Solihull, Birmingham, obviously. That, that's, right? that's, that's, where, that's where I live. Close to Birmingham, obviously, right? <laughs> Uh, on the second of May, nineteen eighty. So he's, so he's forty-one. No, he's yeah, well, just, yeah, 40, just good just good yeah. yeah, Okay. Um, I don't, I don't know if he's quite forty, but I'll go Lee Hendry. Mm, no, it's not Lee Hendry. Yeah, I didn't think he was. I'm just gonna oh? pass without looking like an absolute idiot. <laughs> really, dude, you got, you can have a go. No, <laughs> you're not even going to guess at one of the Moore brothers. Get, oh, oh, could be giving something away there, couldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say it. Is it Simon Dawkins? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Simon Dawkins. I'm going to keep right, saying okay. it until he's up. <laughs> he was playing for Russell Olympic when he was picked up by Fulham in 1999. I've um, got it. Oh my god! Already, already got it. <laughs> All right, I, I was five <laughs> until 2007. I had a brief loan spell at Peterborough United, uh, but joined Villa in 2007. Do you Simon want to let just, Cole take it first? No, then? Simon, just, no, just no, 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 no. put me out of my misery. Simon, 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 he's got to, he's got to, you can't just keep on sitting on the fence and not, not giving answers. Okay, repeat. He's given, he's given me two answers right now, and both of them have been Simon Dawkins. Hey, Danny, yeah. Danny, be quiet. I gave you a win last week. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll let you, I'm done. You you just try and pick an eye out the hat and see what you get. Okay, can you repeat the can you repeat the clue, please? Because I wasn't listening. I was already having a temper tantrum. I was playing for Russell Olympic when I was signed for Fulham in 1999, where I played until 2007. Um, apart from a brief loan spell at Peterborough United, uh, joined Villa in 2007. I genuinely can't think of anyone that's played for Fulham right now. Okay, so you want me to you just, right? just put me out. Yeah. Just just yeah. Take me up. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that's that night. Yeah, that's right. Full name yeah. is Italian night. I don't know why. I was so I was so like onto it last week, and this week I'm just out of it. I don't know. That's my remember excuse. that goal where he like dribbled through. Did he? Am I am I remembering this wrong? Did he dribble through like the defense before dribble dribble through the midfield to score a goal at one point? Uh, I don't remember. I remember he he scored on his debut against Chelsea, and I remember a last minute. Equalise against Arsenal, like left foot, left foot thunderbolt from the edge of the box. But 
I've been very surprised if that night managed to dribble through a midfield and defend. He probably did one away. Oh yeah, he probably didn't. Yeah. Did he? I'm, 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 I was there that day. I remember totally. Not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he did. He did have this this wicked strike against Arsenal and boxing. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. 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 Last minute equaliser, wasn't it? I remember that going absolutely mental in the whole end. See, this is the but, thing. I know of these players, and I know a bit about them, but I don't know that much. Like, I can name them, but, like, I couldn't put, like, their playing history with it. But, see, this is going to help me learn as well and maybe some other international fans. So this is why this exercise can be helpful. That's that's what I'm going to say today. That is my excuse every time. You, I know, what, you know what it is, Cole? I, I was thinking about players in the last 10 years, right? And so many of them have come from such a wide variety of countries. Yeah. That I just think that if I pick one of them out, you'd get them right away. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If Simon Dawkins would be better, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One day, one day he's gonna get picked. But you know, someone's just gonna have him as a joke, as like a third extra question. Is yeah, you know, it's like in about five years' time, if you're playing this game, right? If you start, if you turn <laughs> up with, oh, I was born in Zimbabwe, it's like, oh, got it already. <laughs> yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Danny, do you think we'll be here in five years still playing this game? <laughs> <laughs> How old will that make you, Danny? How old will that make you? 30. 29. Oh, I'll be 29 about to turn 30. That would make me 31. 32. Simon, roughly. Simon, Simon is seething. Every, yeah, because I'll be 38 in five years. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Enjoy oh. your youth, lads, because the time goes so quick. Well, we can't do I'm anything not, anyways. I'm not allowed to, like, enjoy my youth. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Literally, my years are 23 to 25, right? I've just been... I'm, I'm, right I'm, I'm in my mid-20s now. I'm not allowed to do anything now. Yeah. I'm, I'm an adult. As soon as so. you hit the back end of 20, like 26, it's all it's all downhill, let's be honest. I've, I've already kind of felt <laughs> bad. I, I look at some younger people doing some, like, fun stuff. I mean, this is even... Uh, this is before the pandemic so people are being safe don't worry even though in my province just went into another lockdown but let's not talk about that but anyways um yeah i just look at people and they're having so much fun and i'm like see i can't stay up that late anymore like i just want (laughs) to i can't even stay up for like a ufc fight half the time i like i'll just fall asleep halfway through and then i'll wake up for the main event and then pass out halfway through (laughs) like i'm literally 26 (laughs) turning 86 it's yeah it is what it is Simon, is this the age where, where we basically have to start hiking and, and stuff like oh, that? Oh, nah, not yet. I mean, I, hey, I, I do that already. I, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm 33. I, I've probably got the body of a 43-year-old, but I've got the mindset of a 23-year-old. So you know I'm, still, I'm, I'm still trying to, still trying to like stay young. But yeah, the, uh, the hangovers certainly take a lot longer to recover from nowadays. You know what, guys? I'm going to leave this all in. We'll have a little chat afterwards if we want to. <laughs> and uh, hopefully this will probably be everyone's favorite part of the pod because usually people enjoy us rambling about nothing more than actually talking about Villa half the time, especially when we lose. Before Danny, do you want to say something? Finish, yeah, yeah, can I just say um, Ramadan Mubarak to all our Muslim listeners just because, mate, I'm going to start fasting next week and i gotta, I got to put it out there as a club that have a proud sort of fan base um from the middle east as well i'm talking about the trezeguet fans i'm talking about the el ghazi fans out there do you know what i mean uh, elmo. yeah i gotta yeah my, my, el mohammedi as well yeah of course yeah, our yeah. egyptian fans king uh, elmo to you yeah king el mohammedi <laughs> No, yeah, I just wanted to say that. Just wanted to yeah. say that. I, I can't wait for Danny's random uh, 1.30 a.m. here, uh, whatever that is, 6.30 a.m. UK time. Um, 
WhatsApp messages about NXT wrestling. Have I watched this <laughs> event and I haven't? Or some random like French album that he's randomly bought and asked me if I've ever heard of it because it came from Quebec or something like that. It's all happened <laughs> in the past. I'm sure it'll happen again. But anyways, guys, we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed. And I didn't realize, to be honest, we didn't play Manchester City till April 21st. So we have a bit of a break. So hopefully we'll be back for a preview on the 19th or 20th. Uh, to preview that Man City game, of course. Uh, so hopefully everyone has a nice little break. Maybe there'll be a, a little bit of a filler episode between then. Maybe I'll come up with something. Who knows? But anyways, thank you very much to Simon and to Danny for joining me. If you want to find Simon on Twitter, it's at Cy O'Regan. You can find Danny on Twitter at Razajurno. You can find me, Cole Pedham, on Twitter at Talk Aston Villa. Tweet the team at 7500 to Holt. You can email the podcast, Holtcast at gmail.com if you have any reason to do that want to give us a story we can read out live like i said before we'll leave it there but you know what the season's coming to an end let's just enjoy it we're safe we can just relax and yada 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 i'll shut up don't forget up the villa Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. 